Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 31, Camping STEM. Now, I am camping right now, which seems odd that I'm doing a podcast. And this is the first time I believe I've ever been camping where there was Wi-Fi. So camping has changed a lot since I was a kid. I grew up camping. I I used to go with my dad camping. We'd go up to high mountain lakes uh, with a just a little tent and some dehydrated food. You know, one pot and two gallons of water with a with a water filter, and that was camping. That's how I grew up camping. Either fishing or hunting. We'd go up in the mountains of Idaho again, uh, where I did most of my camping. I would argue, and we'd set up a small tent. We never had a fire. Um, super low impact. You know, you carry in empty water jugs, you filter water into them, and that was camping. Now, camping for me is uh, I haul my camper to a local campground. The one I'm at is about seven miles from my house. Uh, I plug it into shore power. I plug it into water. I turn on the air conditioning. I sit outside and read a book while I listen to the radio. So that is camping. Uh, again, I grew up camping, fishing, hunting with my dad, in the Boy Scouts all the way up till I was 18 years old, uh, camping out in Idaho and Virginia, and a little bit here in Michigan. And camping is just, it can be many, many different things. It can be very rustic from people hanging a hammock between two trees and calling it camp, all the way up to at the campground I'm out at right now, there are some huge fifth wheels, triple axle, triple slide out. I mean, it's just, it's wild to see these campers. Some of them I feel are bigger than my first apartment. And some of them probably are. Definitely, definitely bigger than my first dorm room. So we're going to talk about three things that you can talk about if you are camping or if you are going camping. We're going to talk about fire. We're going to talk about cooking. And we're going to talk engineering of camp. So first, let's talk about fire. Uh, fire is one of those things. I know my son just loves having a fire. If you're ever out in the woods and you're stuck for some reason, a fire can give you heat. It can give you light. And because it moves and crackles and pops, it feel, you can have an instant friend, even if you are alone. So fire. First thing you can talk about with fire is the fire triangle. How do we have fire? What causes fire? Well, first you need heat. Combine heat with fuel. Now, the third one is oxygen. So you have to have heat, you have to have fuel, and you have to have oxygen. And that's why you'll see people blowing on a fire. You'd think, oh, they're going to blow it out. That is not true. They're providing more oxygen, uh, which helps the fuel burn and become hotter. So you can also talk about different types of fuel. Um, I would challenge your kids to do this. Build a fire with one match and no accelerant, no gasoline, no lighter fluid. Um, my mom used to do this for me when we were camping up in the, in Idaho. And the key is the three different types of fuel. You need fuel like firewood, logs of sort or split firewood. You also need kindling, which is smaller wood that lights easier. And then Probably the most important part to getting a fire started is tinder. Tinder is the tiniest little branches that you can light with a match. When I say no accelerant, I mean no paper. Uh, you know, 
some people light like a fire starter, like a, a wood compressed one or a, or a homemade fire starter. Uh, I know James and I made their toilet paper tubes filled with shredded paper that we dipped in wax. Not talking any of that. You need tinder. Tinder is dry. The smallest little stuff that you can actually light with a match. And the best place I have found to get tinder is the dry dead branches underneath the pine tree. Now in the Boy Scouts, we always said that you needed two hatfuls of tinder and one capful of kindling. I would argue you can't have too much tinder. You just can't. So when in doubt, get more tinder. You get tinder, you get kindling, you get logs. If you spend 10 minutes setting up your fire, maybe it'll work. If you spend 20 minutes collecting kindling and, and tinder and setting up your fire, probably going to work. So when in doubt, get more tinder. All right. You can also talk about the different types of fire you can build. The log cabin, um, you know, where you stack the wood so it looks like a log cabin. The lean-to, where you have one big piece of wood and then you lean the smaller pieces of wood up next to it. And if you do those right, you can actually use the prevailing wind to help provide your fire oxygen. And one of the favorites to make, I don't know why, but it is fun, is a pyramid fire where you stack it up or a teepee fire where you stack the wood up um, so that it looks like a pyramid or a teepee and then you light in the middle and then it burns up. Problem with a teepee fire is it, it falls down. As the wood starts to burn, it falls down. Um, I like to do a hybrid type fire. And what I mean by that is I will stack bigger wood in a log cabin configuration, and then I will stack my kindling either in a lean-to against the inside of that log cabin or as a pyramid, kind of depending on what I'm trying to do with the fire. Um, but again, the key to fire is absolutely kindling and most importantly, tinder. Now, a fun thing that you can do if it's allowed at your campsite, um, most campsites, as I look out here, have uh, old rims, like tire rims for fire pits, and that's fine. You can do that. But suspend a string three or four feet, and you got to do this based on how old your child is, above that fire pit and see if they can burn the string. We used to do this in the Boy Scouts. We'd have little competitions. So see if they can burn the string. What kind of fire would best work for trying to get three or four feet high to burn that string? Probably not a lean-to. Spoiler alert, it's going to be the TP fire. So it's just something kind of fun that you can do. Um, fire is, is fun. I know every boy I've ever met is just infatuated with fire. So... While they're infatuated with it, you might as well learn something about it. So again, talk about the fire triangle, the fuel, the, the heat, the oxygen. Talk about the different types of fires that you can build. And then there's different things you can do with, uh, like the string burning is probably the most fun fire challenge I've ever done. Um, now that moves us into our second one, cooking. Cooking on the fire. This can be as simple as cooking dessert with... A stick and a marshmallow, cooking dinner with a stick and a hot dog, or if you do a little research, you can find out different ways, and we used to do this in the Boy Scouts, how to cook bacon, eggs, steak, hamburger, all over the fire and not using any man-made tools, just simply using uh, sticks, 
or uh, the bacon and the eggs in particular, you can use a paper bag. Uh, that might seem odd, but basically what you do is you cook the bacon and you drip all of the grease onto the paper bag. And then you put the eggs inside the paper bag and hold it and they will actually cook inside the paper bag. Uh, another thing you can do to cook eggs is you can hard boil an egg. Well, medium boil, soft boil an egg in a paper cup. If you take a paper cup and put an egg in it, fill it with water and set it close enough to the fire so that it will heat up, but not directly on the coals, the paper will not burn until the water has evaporated from on top of it. So you can actually get the water hot enough so that it's boiling and as it evaporates, the cup will burn down. Um, and if you have a large enough cup and you do it right, you can actually medium to soft boil an egg using a paper cup. First time I heard that, I thought that's crazy. There's no way the paper is gonna burn. The paper doesn't burn because the water is in there. So just some kind of neat things you can do with cooking on the fire. Another thing you can do with cooking, make dinner ahead of time. Do a tin foil dinner where you actually put the hamburger or the hot dogs or the bratwurst or whatever inside tin foil with potatoes, onions, whatever else you want. Roll it up and then you can look at your fire and you don't want it right in the flames, but you can talk about the coals and you want the coals out here and make a small bed of coals and put a small trough in there and set your tin foil in there and let it cook. And there's just something about eating at camp, especially when you make it over the fire. That's a lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite ways to cook while camping is using a Dutch oven. I love cobbler and I love Dutch oven cobbler. And I made probably my best Dutch oven cobbler while camping earlier this spring at my friend's house. And it was actually gluten-free, gluten-free, but it was awesome. And it's super easy. You just make up the batter. What I do is I put a couple cheap cans of fruit on the bottom, either peaches, apples, cherries, and then you put the batter over the top and use a Dutch oven and you cook it and it is delicious. Another thing you can do is grilling. You know, we always think we grill at home. Well, you can grill over, either over the fire or if you have briquettes, you can grill. Actually, I'll take briquettes and put them in the fire pit and then grill over the top of that. It's just a more consistent heat. And while you're talking about heat, talk, talk about temperature. You can talk about temperature. Are you cooking beef? Are you cooking chicken? What temperature are you supposed to heat those to and why? So that's kind of another neat STEM type conversation you can have with your kids. The last thing I want to talk about is the engineering of camp. I was trying to think of a third thing to talk about, and this just makes sense because like I said, I'm looking out my window right now and I see a tripled axle, triple slide out, fifth wheel with more amenities than my home. Okay. They're probably watching cable TV and playing Xbox in there. So when you are at a campground, take a walk or a bike ride and really pay attention to a couple things. First is the different types of campers. Again, the, the travel trailers, which tow behind just on the ball on a, on a truck or the fifth wheel, which actually hooks into the bed of the truck. And just take a look at all the neat things. Some of them have swivel TVs inside, so it can go, say, from the bedroom to the, to the main living room part. Some of them have TVs on the outside. Some of them have um, sinks, tables, grills, stoves, griddles built right into the outside. And the way they're fit into the camper and the way they're engineered is is pretty amazing. 
You can also look at the different slide outs and the different awnings. The one I'm looking at right now has two slide outs on this side, one slide out on the other side. There's an awning off of the, the back side where you go in and out of the travel trailer. There's also an awning on the back, which is pretty neat. And it actually provides an effect like a wraparound porch on their camper, which is pretty cool. Um, I also put in here bathrooms. If you look at a, it might seem weird, but a camper bathroom and how that works and how it can flush using a minimal amount of water, the chemicals inside neutralize the odor and also break down uh, the waste and then dumping it. So you can look at cook stoves for people who are tent camping. You can look at just camper ingenuity. How do they, some have flagpoles, some have signs, um, how they pack their camper, how they pack their car, how they pack their boat. I saw a train yesterday where it was a truck pulling a travel trailer, towing a boat. Now I'm pretty good at backing up a trailer. I don't think I could handle that one. Um, some other things you can look at is the pets. How do they handle their pets? And just campers are very, uh, engineering savvy when it comes to things. For instance, I have a ratchet strap around a tree holding my trash bag up and that's right outside. I have an extra five gallon thing of water sitting right outside. And the reason it's sitting right out there is I can just open the door, fill up my coffee pot and it's, it's easy. It's convenient. It's in a good location. And it's just kind of a neat thing seeing how people come up with different ideas for camping. Uh, one last thing as a bonus, just because I looked over at my stove, a coffee percolator. If you're a coffee person, you need coffee in the morning. You just do. And although I know the camper right next to me actually has a Keurig, actually a fancier Keurig in their camper than I have in my home. But I have an old school percolator. Talk about how that works. Why does the water come shooting up the top? Why is the the very tippy top of it clear? You know, you can talk about those different things. There's just kind of neat STEM type conversations you can have while camping. So if you are camping or you are going camping and you want a few more ideas, I'm going to direct you to episode 10, Rainy Day STEM. And the way reason I'm, I'm sending you there is either if it's too rainy outside or if it's too hot outside. If you have an air conditioner in your camper, if you're running fans or whatever, there's some ideas in episode 10 of things you can do inside if needed. Now, obviously you're camping, so you don't want to, but there's some things you can do inside. I'm also going to send you to episode 22 and 23, dice games and card games. Again, things you can do in the camper that aren't screens, which is ironic because I'm looking at a screen right now as I do this podcast. But I hope you learned something. And if you're out there camping, I hope you have a good time and you can talk about some fire cooking and take a walk or a bike ride around and look at all the ingenious thing that campers do with their campers and their tents and their cooking and their equipment. So that's it for this episode. I'm asking you to keep an open mind and try something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast hosted by John Van Dusen. The STEM Teacher Podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. You can also follow John Van Dusen on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD.